0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Thank you very much. You are listening to the Jazz Focus here on WETF, the Jazz Station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and today we are listening to the music of a band that was active in the middle, early to middle 1930s. Uh, it was known as the Mills Blue Rhythm Band, and it took its name from the promoter and producer and manager Irving Mills, who had been Duke Ellington's manager up until the mid 30s. He also managed the bands of Cab Calloway uh, for a brief time, Fletcher Henderson, Benny Carter also the Mills Brothers although that name was the Mills Brothers own that was a coincidence so the Mills Blue Rhythm Band was a group that had been developed since the late 1920s by the drummer Willie Lynch in the New York area it was an african-american band that didn't use a lot of well-known players uh, at least for the first part of its existence uh, it was a good dance band it backed uh, several uh, other performers in different recording sessions including Louis Armstrong it was uh, known at one time as King Carter in his Royal Orchestra, making some people think it was led by Benny Carter, which it was not. Um, when Irving Mills hired the band in about 1931, he decided to use it as kind of a relief band at the Cotton Club. When Duke Ellington, which was his A band, was on the road, uh, his B band, Cab Calloway's band, took over, and when they were both on the road, in came the Mills Blue Rhythm Band. And it was, as I said, a good dance band with some good soloists. It was uh, directed musically, at any rate, by the piano player Edgar Hayes, who we're going to hear on most of the tracks today. He was an excellent stride pianist and uh, did some fine arrangements. Also, some good arrangements were done by the trombone player, Harry Father White, who was uh, gone by the period we're going to be discussing discussing in this particular broadcast. Uh, there was a fellow named Nat Leslie who I think was a white arranger who did stock arrangements and so forth who contributed several very good scores to the earlier version of the band. Uh, the band began recording in about 1931 and uh, we uh, did a podcast on that band that uh, is on the podcast of version of the Jazz Focus if you'd like to check that out. It had more of a what used to be called a jungle quality sort of an Ellington-ish type of quality as well. They covered quite a few tunes by Ellington, by Calloway, and even by uh, Benny Carter as well. We're going to be picking up the story of the Mills Blue Rhythm Band today with uh, some recordings that they made in about 1934, 35, 36, thereabouts, and this is when it became more of a swing type of band. It started introducing some more major African American soloists, and uh, it... uh, picked up the remains of the Fletcher Henderson Band, which broke up in October of 1934 after making some wonderful recordings for DECA. We have a podcast on those uh, if you want to check that out. Uh, But several of the soloists, including Red Allen on trumpet and Buster Bailey on clarinet, along with uh, Lawrence Lucy, the guitar player, and Elmer James, the bass player, all migrated over to the um, Mills Blue Rhythm Band, which had also just added J.C. Higginbottom on trombone. Higginbottom had played with Red Allen in the Louis Russell Band and also in an earlier version of the Henderson band, so some very strong solo talent in there as well. We started out our program with a Harry Father White tune called "The Growl." As I said, he had uh, White had already left the band; had gone back to Cab Calloway. A little bit later, he was going to be with Louis Armstrong's band, Uh, but his arrangements remained. And that was done in February of 1934 for Bluebird, the subsidiary of RCA Victor. And that was the first session that J.C. Higginbottom was present on, and we heard him soloing on that, as well as a clarinet solo by I'm not sure who. Um, The reed section uh, is a little. Hard to pin down in some places. It might have been by Gene McKell, who was playing lead alto and clarinet. He uh, was the son of Eugene McKell, who was a bandmaster during World War I, and uh, was a prominent African American musician during the 1910s and early 20s. On alto and baritone sax, we are, we've heard, we will hear some baritone sax solos. Uh, was a fellow named Crawford Wethington. He occasionally also played lead alto in the more sweet tunes. On tenor sax and some other clarinet solos, including the one of the second uh, tune that we heard on that set, a tune called African Lullaby, we have... Joe Garland. He was a a noted arranger, and he and Edgar Hayes were a partnership during this period, and then they both left to found the Edgar Hayes Orchestra. We did another podcast on them. And Garland was uh, a a good tenor player. Uh, We can also hear him uh, on some of these tunes coming up playing bass sax, and he used that as a color in the ensemble. And he later went on with the Louis Armstrong Band, became their music director in the mid-40s, and contributed songs like Leapfrog to them. And we can hear a bass sax going as well in that band. He also, as I said, did some clarinet solos, which were remarkably good. So that uh, African Lullaby, the second tune we heard, was done for Columbia in December of 1934. And I believe uh, Gene McKell had left the band, at least temporarily. Uh, The discographies don't reflect this, but I think it was Tab Smith who had joined playing lead alto and soprano sax. Certainly sounds like him on soprano, on that um, particular uh, tune, African Lullaby. And the lead playing sounds like him as well, although he's usually not given credit for joining the band until about a year later. Uh, He was an outstanding player and as we will hear also an outstanding composer and arranger. We also heard J.C. Higginbottom and uh, Henry Red Allen on trumpet. So also in this band, we have Wardell Jones and Shelton Hemphill on trumpets. Uh, Wardell Jones will take some solos coming up. Uh, George Washington plays trombone. He also did some arranging and singing as well. He later uh, became a key member of the Louis Armstrong Band in the late 30s and 40s. In the rhythm section, we have Edgar Hayes on piano. He does some of the arranging. Benny Jane, or rather uh, Lawrence Lucy on guitar. Uh, Elmer James on bass and O'Neill Spencer on drums and that's the Mills Blue Rhythm Band. So we're going to go on right now and hear uh, another tune from that December 5th 1934 session for Columbia. We're going to hear Dancing Dogs and from there we're going to jump over uh, a week or so till December 11th of 1934. The band was recording again for Columbia. We're going to hear a vocal by their uh, singer Chuck Richards who was given an inordinate number of uh, recordings during this period. He was a very straight, very unjazzy singer, but apparently had some good commercial potential. We're going to hear a couple of things by him, but this one is a little more in keeping with the band's jazz side. It's called Love's Serenade. And then we're going to go to a, a, a rhythm tune called Keep the Rhythm Going uh, from the same session before we go to uh, January of 1935, more or less the same band, Doing Backbeats, a tune by uh, the pianist and arranger Alex Hill, needed the arrangement as well, and Spitfire, another jazz tune from this period. So, those are our tunes uh, for this next set done by the Mills Blue Rhythm Band. Dancing Dogs, Love Serenade, Keep the Rhythm Going, Backbeats, and Spitfire. <laughs> There we have the Mills Blue Rhythm Band from 1934-35. And uh, some excellent playing by the musicians in that group and some interesting arrangements as well. This was not a band that was well-known. I don't believe they toured all that much. Um, Their usual uh, schedule was to record in the... winter and spring going into the summer and then take the fall off from recording activities, which may have meant they toured, but it also may have mentioned that the recording uh, studios were booked up by the other bands at the time. I'm not sure. But anyway, we started out with uh, Dancing Dogs, which was a tune by Will Hudson, a white arranger who was known for flag waiver arrangements. We started out with Dancing Dogs, and we ended up with one of his numbers as well, called uh, Spitfire, which sounded a lot like um, Wild Party, which he arranged and was recorded by... Um, Fletcher Henderson and Ina Ray Hutton, among others. So on Dancing Dogs, we uh, heard some very good solos in there as well. I still think it's Tab Smith leading the ensemble there. He also plays a soprano sax solo, which was unusual at the time. This was in December of 1934. Um, The... uh, voicings in there have some some interesting kind of diminished uh, chords and, and whole tone scales that call to mind the tune queer notions which uh, was something that Fletcher Henderson recorded about a year before that we also heard a trumpet solo a muted trumpet solo that I think was by Wardell Jones it didn't sound like Red Allen we heard uh, Joe Garland in there and also uh someone I assume was a guest on the session Buster Bailey had uh, uh joined to, to play clarinet solos for the next several uh dates I'm not sure he was a regular member of the band he may have just been added um Although, possibly, he he appeared with them as well. He certainly made a number of recordings with them and with related groups. Following that, we went to Love's Serenade, an unusual little tune by Edgar Hayes that featured Chuck Richards on vocals, had a kind of an Ellington quality to it, a lot of piano in there. Edgar Hayes was a really fine technical pianist, as you can hear on several of these recordings. Then we heard Keep the Rhythm Going, which was a tune by Joe Garland, I presume an arrangement of his as well, and these all, so far, the three of them feature the saxophone section doing some fairly elaborate elaborate saxophone section passages, and uh, that increases my belief that it was Tab Smith leading them. It sounds like him playing lead, and uh, he may have even written the, the, the solely passages in there. They were unusual at the time. Not many uh, recordings before that of the Millsville Rhythm Band had anything like that, and uh, they continued from this period. So also in Keep the Rhythm Going, we've heard another muted trumpet solo. Again, I think it was Wardell Jones and some bass sax work by the composer Joe Garland. Then we went to Backbeats, that Alex Hill tune, which featured a lot of piano. Not Alex Hill in this case, but Edgar Hayes. We also heard Red Allen doing a nice solo there, along with J.C. Higginbottom on trombone, and Joe Garland on tenor sax. Garland is also featured on the Will Hudson Spitfire, the tune I mentioned uh, ending up the session, uh, the Will Hudson tune that sounded like Wild Party. Uh, We heard some Buster Bailey in there, In and Out, uh, on clarinet, and also some fine Red Allen. Red Allen had also, uh, and Buster Bailey for that matter, had recorded Wild Party earlier in the year with um, uh, Fletcher Henderson's band, actually in October of 1934. These sessions uh, that produced Backbeats and Spitfire were in January of 1935. So we're going to go on now and uh, begin with the tune that uh, was Red Allen's big feature in this band and also uh, became a feature for his for the rest of his life. It was called Ride, Red, Ride. It was based on the chord changes of um, uh, Tiger Rag and here has a vocal a little bit uh, by Red Allen but mostly by Lucky Millinder who was the front man of this band. He later went on and founded his own band, took some of the remnants of the Blue Rhythm Band in 1937 and uh, became uh, a band leader in his own right. This is a, a a, a virtuoso arrangement with some really outstanding trombone work in here by George Washington and J.C. Higginbottom right at the beginning. We'll also hear some good Buster Bailey on clarinet, showing his Fleet Fingers, uh, for which he was renowned at the time, and some other souls as well. And we're going to hear Harlem Heat, which was a uh, a tune that was actually from the same session, which was in July of 1935. And uh, this is uh, another Will Hudson tune. You can tell that they were dealing with these Will Hudson things. These were issued as stock arrangements, although when the band played them, they may have been originals. Following that, we're going to have a Big Buster Bailey feature from about a week later in 1935. All these are for Columbia or Brunswick. This is called Tallahassee, which was a tune by Edgar Hayes. All of these tunes had uh, Irving Mills' name on them, too, by the way. Then we're going to hear a nice bluesy tune, which has some low register Buster Bailey sort of channeling Barney Begard here in an Ellington type of arrangement, Blue Mood by Edgar Hayes. Interesting playing on there. Then we're going to finish up with the Midnight Ramble. Don't know who wrote this, but a good jazz-related tune, and this is from January of 1946. Same personnel, very consistent personnel with this band, and we'll tell you who's doing the soloing when we get to the other side. So those are our tunes. We have Ride, Red Ride, Harlem Heat, Tallahassee, Blue Mood, and the Midnight Ramble.
0: Oh, the name of this song is Right, Red, Right, Right, Red. your side yeah. stick out your chest with pride. Oh, boy. Now don't be ashamed when I call your name never it's shame. Will you send me with rhythm you win what me the whole darn red. Right, oh, right. Now you heard what I said. Right, right. Right. My goodness gracious you thrills me bodacious. so right, right, die, right. dry. Right. 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 Right.
1: Definitely edging more towards swing here with the Mills Blue Rhythm Band in 1935. We started out with Ride, Red, Ride. I love how that keeps going back and forth between uh, halftime and, and and regular time or, or eight beats or and four beats, I guess. Uh, really some interesting soloing on there. Some great Buster Bailey. I think Buster Bailey's best recorded work was with this band. We also heard a little bit of baritone sax by uh, Crawford Wethington and tenor sax by Joe Garland in there. And that trombone duo which was really beautifully executed. So following that, we heard uh, Harlem Heat, which uh, was another Will Hudson tune, some good J.C. Higginbottom along with Red Allen and Joe Garland on tenor sax on that one, then we went to Tallahassee, kind of a, an unusual tune that was by Edgar Hayes, and that featured uh, really I think Buster Bailey's best solo on that, along with Joe Garland and possibly uh, Tab Smith on alto sax Although I'm not sure about uh, the fact that Tab Smith was on these couple of sessions here, he may have left the band and maybe it was Gene again. don't know, but he was Definitely back by the next session, which was December of 1935, we heard Blue Mood and that Edgar Hayes tune sort of channeling Ellington, and uh, that was a, largely a feature, at least part of it, for Barney Bigard's. Uh, well, I was going to say someone who sounded like Barney Bigard. in this case Buster Bailey. He was clearly doing that imitation. Then we finished up with that unknown uh, tune, or tune of unknown providence, The Midnight Ramble, featuring Tab Smith on alto, Joe Garland on tenor, and J.C. Higginbottom on trombone, with a little Red Allen towards the end of it there. So I hope you've enjoyed this program of the Mills Blue Rhythm Band. Largely unknown band or unremembered band, but one well worthy of rediscovery. Some great soloists and some outstanding arrangements as well. It never really had a personalized identity and it was kind of a placeholder in the Irving Mills organization for the better known bands. So we're going to listen to two more tunes coming up to finish off the show. We're going to hear Barrel House, which was a composition and arrangement by Tab Smith that sounds an awful lot like Jive at Five, which Count Basie recorded a little bit later. This is going to uh, feature the saxophones, really. Tab Smith on alto, along with Crawford Wethington on baritone sax. Then we're going to finish up with Big John's Special, a Horace Henderson tune that he had composed and arranged for the Fletcher Henderson Band uh, in October of 1934. Uh, This uh, featured Red Allen on its original arrangement, we'll hear Red Allen at the end of this arrangement. Uh, Before him, we'll hear Wardell Jones on trumpet, along with some great J.C. Higginbottom uh, on trombone and some uh, fine saxophone work by Joe Garland as well. So, you've been listening to WETF, the jazz station South Bend, Indiana. I hope you've enjoyed this program. This is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and enjoy the Mills Blue Rhythm Band. (laughs)